0: Welcome to Rayma for Today.
1: I said, what's the matter? Oh, he said, you know that cat that Granny's been feeding, that cat that's so wild, somebody poured boiling water on. It. Yeah, well, said, she got a hold of it and put it in a sack for me to bring over here to give to Mama. And I shook the thing out and it's run all of us out of the house. It's just, a ah, that thing was wild. It's climbing the walls. Well, I said, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just go in there and bring the cat out in my arms, petting it." Oh, I've already been in there twice, they run me out. You know, I said you watch and see.
0: Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth e. Hagan continues his teaching on the Believer's Authority. More next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth e. Hagan for today's message.
1: But Lake said that was one of the secrets of his success. In that just in five years' time, God gave him 100,000 people and 1,280 men. Missionaries was that we didn't wait for something to come with us. You know, the church has been sitting around for years to sing and singing, hold the fort. I'd just soon hear a donkey break at midnight in a tin barn as to hear that old unbelieving song. They didn't sit around and hold the fort. He said, we went out looking for the devil. We went out looking. We challenged witch doctors individually and collectively and unitedly. We challenged them. Praise God that we'd do a bigger miracle than they did. Now, why? Because he's sure of his ground. I knew the greater wonders in me. I knew the power that's in me is greater than the power that's in that man too many times missionaries will come back here and will tell us well I'll tell you the devil's power so strong you can't do anything and yet they've got God in them praise God if they would just learned to turn God loose it would put that devil power on the run are you listening to me absolutely the truth when are we going to wake up praise God and know that these things are true and so God Lake said, uh, it wasn't that we had any kind of a a special something from God. He said, I just taught my people, greater is he that's in you than he's in the world. And we just acted like it. That's all, just acted like it. The greater one's in me. The greater one's in me. He said, we not only went out to seek these witch doctors, but we challenged them separately and unitedly. We challenged them, by the, and by the power of God, we delivered the people from their power. And when these people were delivered, they were so thankful because they were delivered from a lifelong bondage, you see, of, of superstition and psychological spirit control, an evil spirit. But you see, he said he's not given us a spirit of fear. Well, that means we shouldn't have any fear of anything. Devil, demon, sickness, or disease. I've had people say to me, Brother Egan, aren't you afraid that you'll get that virus? I said, no, I'm not afraid I'll get that virus. Preachers standing right beside me, born again, spirit-filled preachers. Said, I don't know why, but I'm just afraid I will. The next day he came down with it. I never did have it because I wasn't afraid of it. You see, the devil knows when you're afraid. You see, the whole nature this whole world of nature, you see, is, is because man's sin. You know, when the curse is lifted from the earth, the lion and the lamb will lie down together. You know that? You know that? And in the 8th chapter of Romans, the Bible said, The whole creation groaneth in travail. Looking forward to that day, you see, when that will be lifted. They're under a curse too. I learned a secret as a little boy. You see, actually, before I uh, grew up and got saved, I was in contact with God. Paul said, I was alive without the law once, but the law came and sin revived and I died. Now, what did he mean? He meant as a child, my spirit was alive unto God because his spirit came from God. But when he got up old enough, reached the age of accountability to know right from wrong, you see, when the law came, sin revived and I died. Spiritually, you see. Because of the fall of man, he naturally followed the wrongdoing, so then he had to be born again. But the spirit of a little child, not just born-again children, their spirit's in contact with God. Are you listening to me? I've talked to some of them. I've seen some of those children where their parents were not even saved that had visions and revelations. Never been saved, but they were little children, you see. They knew things were going to happen. They knew things, certain things were coming off. You see what I mean? I remember one lady said, to hey, Brother Hagen, hey, I understand something now. My little four-year-old boy, Daddy was taking a journey on the airplane, you see. And so we I didn't want to leave them. He, he left away, away about 4 o'clock in the morning. And I didn't want to leave these little children, 4-year-old boy and 2-year-old girl, home asleep. They might wake up and everybody's gone. So just in their pajamas, I put them in the back seat of the car and they're sound asleep and drove out to the airport, you see. And Daddy got on the airplane. And she said, that, you know, the plane went down that runway and roared off into the sky. And as that plane roared off into the sky, the little 4-year-old boy, you see, never been born again, certainly not. But she rose up in that back seat and said, Mama, 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 is daddy on that airplane? Why, she said, Yes, honey, you know he is. Oh, said he don't he know it's going to run into that mountain, and it ran into the mountain within two hours, and his daddy was killed, and that little boy knew that. How do you know that? Because his spirit, you see, is in contact. His spirit, you see, has not been contaminated with sin. He He was alive under God. Can you see that? And I learned something as a little boy. I learned it and then it would work for me even after I got up old enough in that I'd sinned and my spirit was not in contact with God and I died. Can you understand that spiritually, see? But I learned as a little boy that that wild animals, dogs, cats that had been been beaten, you know, and just as wild and, uh, and other wild animals, I learned this much that uh, they would... Uh, If you're not afraid of them, they won't be afraid of you. They won't bother you. I walk right up to them. I could, as a little kid, tame wild animals because I never exhibited any fear. And in our part of the town, after I grew up older, I used that same thing. I wouldn't let fear dominate me. People had a ferocious bulldog. We didn't have all the regulations, you know. They got them all in because of a lot of those things. But this dog had bits and several people. I mean, just severe damage, you know. I know my oldest brother, he'd he'd come running in, just get scared to death. And I'd walk right by there. In fact, when that dog came running to me, I went running. I went walking right up to him. See, I didn't turn and run. I didn't get afraid. I walked right up to him. Him just a barking ferocious, knowing I knew that he'd rip people apart and send them to the hospital. But I walked right up to him and just spoke very kindly to him. He didn't know me, but he just sort of sniffed around in my pant leg like, you know, and started wagging his tail. I patted him on the head. And he walked off, and people all over the commuter said that beats anything I've ever seen in my life. I remember that my mother wanted a cat, and she didn't have one, and so uh, my, my, my grandmother, somewhere or another to her house, she had been feeding, somebody had had, had scalded, they would poured boiling water on this cat, and all the hair had come off of it, and it had come up out of the brush, and granny would feed it, and its hair grew back, but it's afraid of all humans, and so my grandmother, she kept feeding the cat, because of course, it finally got, got tamed down, got friendly with her, you see, and now this, its hair has grown back on. it looks fine, you see. And so she got a hold of the cat up into her arms eventually, and she put it into a sack, you know, and of course that scared it and, and wanted, uh, you know, my oldest brother to bring that over to my mother now. And so he brought that cat in that sack over there and without thinking brought it into the house and shook it out and that cat went wild. <laughs> oh my Lord, that cat run everybody out of the house. I mean that cat run every human being out of the house. (laughs) Climb the walls and jump on you, you see. (laughs) Well here I come walking up. I didn't know what's happened. I came walking up and and, and, and this was after I'd gotten saved. I didn't have the Babylonian ghost, but I was saved. I and healed by the power of God. I knew something about dominion and so And I came walking up, and and, and I, everybody's outside the house. And I said, well, what, what's the matter, you know? I could see them when they turned the corner down there, you know. Before I got down there, they're all out in the yard. What and the people's agitated? I mean, the neighbors have come to see what's the matter. And, and one or two had tried to go in, my oldest brother, and then one of the neighboring men tried to go in, you know, and boy, they come out. I mean, they come out in a hurry. That cat jumped on them. I said, what's the matter? Oh, he said, you know that cat that Granny's been feeding, that cat that's so wild, somebody poured boiling water on it. Yeah, well, said, she got a hold of it and put it in a sack for me to bring over here to give to Mama, and I shook the thing out and it's run all of us out of the house. It's just, uh, God, that thing was wild. It's climbing the walls. Well, I said, no, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just go in there and bring the cat out in my arms, petting him. <laughs> oh, I've already been in there twice. he run me out. <laughs> you know, I said, you watch and see. Well, I guess, you know, I, of course, he knew I wouldn't bet, you know, but he said, I'll tell you what, he reached his pocket and got his pocket knife about 15 cents. That's all he had in those depression days. Of course, 15 cents is a lot of money then, you know. You could go on a date for 15 cents. (laughs) Now, some of you folks can't remember that, but some of you can. Anybody here remember that? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Amen. Yes, sir. Man, you could buy a gallon of gas for eight, nine, and not over 10 cents. I pulled up to one of them old pumps, you know, a many time, you know, with my girlfriend and said to the fella, stuck my finger out like that, you know, fill her up. And he put one gallon in it and I gave him a dime and rolled off. I wanted to impress that girl, you know. Hey, Amen. So my brother, he pulled that pocket knife and that 15 cents, he said, this is all I've got to my, to my name. Nothing else of any value. You go in there and you come out with that cat. Well, he said, I'll give all of this to you. Well, I went in there and 15 minutes time I came out with a cat in my arms. Well, he never did give me the knife or the 15 cents either. <laughs> of course, I really didn't expect him to. But he just shook his head. But the secret is not to be afraid. Now the devil knows when you're afraid of him and he delights in coming by and rubbing your hair down in your face and rubbing your nose in the sand and he'll come by your house every morning before you go to work just to get you in good shape to be defeated for the entire day. Amen.
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer, the classic book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, God's Word, A Never Failing Remedy, and the book from Kenneth Hagan entitled, How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny, the CD from Lynette Hagan entitled, Fuel Your Passion for God. Last but not least, the slimline book from Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking. All these resources are for the special price of $25. That's more than $8 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at RAMA.org.
1: And, you know, I want to say... Uh, Would you like to join us in prayer for our nation? Our nation needs a lot of prayer, and prayer does change Change things. things. That's right. And the Word of God says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will heal their land. And our land needs a lot of healing. healing. So I just encourage you to join with us here at Rama, here at Kenneth Hagen Ministries in praying for our nation.
0: Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will start a new and powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.